This episode contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. You haven't really lived until you've experienced the epic highs and lows right, well, of, of Princeton, Princeton football. College football. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Hope Perry. I'm Wilson Kahn. And I'm Mark Tedici. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, Daybreak takes you to New Hampshire for this weekend's Princeton Tigers football game. It's Sunday, November 7th. Mark, Wilson, and I left Princeton at 5 a.m. on game day to travel up to Hanover, New Hampshire for the at-the-time undefeated Princeton Tigers football game against Dartmouth. This game was the 100th meeting between Dartmouth and Princeton, with the Big Green leading the series all-time with 50 wins, 45 losses, and 4 ties. The last time the teams met was in 2019 at Yankee Stadium in commemoration of the 150th year of college football. At that game, Dartmouth took home a 27-10 win and ended up tying for the Ivy League championship with Yale. Of the 10 previous times the two teams faced off before this weekend, the Big Green had come away with the win eight times. With both teams in strong positions entering the matchup, Dartmouth 6-1 with just one loss to Columbia and Princeton with seven wins and no losses, the game would put the Tigers in the driver's seat towards the Ivy League championship with just two weeks left in the season. The game kicked off at 6 p.m. at Dartmouth's Memorial Stadium, where it was a brisk 42 degrees. Mark and I were on the sideline for the game, and Wilson was up in the press box, where, and I have to mention this because it was truly a highlight of the night, there was chicken noodle soup. Dartmouth won the coin toss, but opted to defer to the second half, so it was Princeton's ball to begin the game. On the second play of the first drive, Princeton senior quarterback Cole Smith completed a 10-yard pass to senior tight end Carson Bobo for a 10-yard pickup. But the drive ended soon after, as Smith took a huge sack on third down, forcing the Tigers to punt. In what felt like a cruel joke, Big Green quarterback Derek Kyler completed a quick drive that culminated in a Dartmouth touchdown pass to sophomore wide receiver Paxton Scott. On the second play of the next Princeton drive, senior running back Colin Eady took the ball but landed badly on his ankle. Oh, somebody's hurt. Eady had landed close to the Dartmouth sideline so it was hard to see what was going on from the Tigers' vantage point across the field. Players from both teams went over to offer words of encouragement as he was taken off the field in an air cast, an indication that he was unlikely to return for the rest of the night. Edie was leading the team in rushing yards on the season, coming into the game with 474. With Colin Edie being carted off the field right now, um, we've been stopped for a couple of minutes. It doesn't look good. Uh, This game just got a lot harder for Princeton. And indeed, the night did not get easier for Princeton as it wore on. Junior punter Will Powers was brought on to punt once again, and Dartmouth scored again with a successful pass from the quarterback to receiver Dale Kesson. With the Princeton offense back on the field, a quick first down was followed by another punt as the Tigers were unable to convert on another third down in the opening of the second quarter. During the first quarter, Princeton had only picked up 19 offensive yards, while allowing 127 to the Big Green. The Big Green continued to dominate on their next drive. Quarterback Kyler completed to Kesson for 35 yards. But then, the Tigers' defense took down Kyler for a huge sack, and on the field, it looked like a fumble. At this point in the game, with Dartmouth up 14-0, a turnover would have been huge. We ran over to the turnover bell, which, as the name would suggest, Princeton players ring if they pick up possession while on defense. Oh, and it's a huge sack! Oh, and the ball's on the ground! Who comes away with it? And it's a Princeton ball! It's a Princeton pickup! 
It's time for the turnover bell. Oh my god. But the fumble was overturned by instant replay, and Dartmouth kept control of the ball. Another chance for a turnover was lost when the Tigers dropped a potential interception, and Dartmouth kicked a 33-yard field goal to make it 17 to nothing midway through the second quarter. And the big green are going for a field goal. Tigers looking for a block. And it is good. Dartmouth is now ahead, 17 to nothing, with nine minutes and three seconds to play in the second quarter. I'd like to note here for the listeners that I got a lot of weird looks for talking into my little handheld microphone, but anything for the pod, I guess. The Tigers' next drive started with a reverse to senior wide receiver Jacob Bermelin, which resulted in an 11-yard pickup. Then first-year running back John Volker gained 28 yards, and the energy picked up on the Princeton sideline. On the next third down, quarterback Smith completed to junior wide receiver Andre Yoshivas for 10 yards. The quarterback then ran for 10 yards on the next play. With the Tigers on the Dartmouth 9-yard line, you could cut the tension with a knife. Senior wide receiver Dylan Classy caught an 8-yard pass, and John Volker scored a touchdown on the next play with a 1-yard run. The Tigers pulled off a big stop against the Big Green in their next drive, but senior defensive back Dellen Stallworth had to leave the field with an apparent injury. It was another huge blow. Stallworth had accounted for 21 Tiger tackles over the past three games. With time running out in the first half, the Tigers drove the ball down the field, landing at the Dartmouth 33 with just over a minute to play in the half. The Big Green got called on pass interference on a throw meant for Yoshivas, setting up the Tigers on the Dartmouth 13. But Cole Smith was sacked by the Dartmouth defense again, which set up a 28-yard field goal for first-year kicker Jeffrey Sexton. With just seconds on the clock, the kick deflected off the helmet of one of the Princeton linemen, bouncing off the right upright. At halftime, the score was left at 17-7. Coming into the second half, it was even colder. To give you an idea of how cold it is for me and Mark here on the field, um, the microphone doesn't know how much battery it has left. So, it's a little chilly. Though a big Dartmouth drive to start the half would have set the momentum securely in the favor of the Northerners, Dartmouth had to punt to start off the quarter, and Bermelin caught a 12-yard pass from Smith to start off the Tigers' next drive. But the momentum was short-lived. Powers came back out to punt just a few plays later. Big green running back Noah Roper was able to pick up 39 yards down the right sideline, but Princeton's defense managed to shut down the at-first explosive drive with a big tackle for loss by junior Anthony Corbin. Princeton's next possession didn't lead to anything, but Dartmouth did. The Big Green scored a touchdown to make it 24-7 with just over two minutes left in the third quarter. That's a Dartmouth touchdown. This play dealt perhaps one of the most heart-wrenching blows to the Tigers' defense. Princeton senior defensive back Trevor Forbes was called for targeting for a hit on the play, which officials confirmed via replay review. Forbes, one of Princeton's star defenders all season, was ejected from the game. So there's targeting called here. Um, We didn't see it, but they confirmed it, so that's that. 
Princeton quarterback Cole Smith threw a pick six with just seconds to play in the third quarter, putting Dartmouth ahead 31-7. Although there was another quarter to play, the game was all but over at this point. The temperature dropped to just above freezing as the game wore on, but team spirit on the sideline didn't flag. Forbes returned to cheer on his teammates. Dartmouth once again back on top, tied now with Princeton at the top of the Ivy League standings, now both 7-1. As we head to the final home game here next Saturday for the Big Green. Thanks again for attending tonight's game. We hope you join us back here a week from tomorrow. At the end of the game, after post-game handshakes, the team gathered around the Princeton University marching band to sing Old Nassau. After the game, Daybreak correspondent Wilson Kahn spoke with Princeton head coach Bob Serace, class of 1990. Keep it short. Uh, first off, what went wrong for you guys tonight? Yeah, you just uh, we didn't execute little things. You know, they catch their touchdown for an interception, we drop ours. They make their field goal, we don't. They execute in the red zone, we didn't. You know, and when all those things happen one way, it snowballs into what happened yeah. on that. And um, our guys fought. You know, they played hard. There's just uh, you know, Thank you. you know the back-to-back the, the -back short weeks certainly weren't the best. You know, and I thought we had the mental and physical ability to handle. And you know, we just didn't seem the, the same today. Part of it's because they were really good. Yeah. What uh, what positives, if any, can you take from this game? Oh, I, I thought our guys kept fighting, and you know, we made some adjustments defensively that really helped. You know, after the first couple series that. Uh, they did a, uh, a really good job driving the ball, and I thought offensively after the first two series, we did a really good job moving the ball. We didn't do great in the red zone, and um, that showed. Yeah. And lastly, I know you, it's not you not have a lot of, you haven't had a lot of time after the game so far, but do you have any update on Colin Edie? Um, I, I know they're going to keep him overnight here. It's you know obviously it's a serious injury um, to his lower body. I don't know if I can go further than that. Mm -hmm. But, um, but it's a serious injury and uh, very unfortunate. Yeah, all right, thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank, thank you guys, thank you guys for coming. Have a safe trip, Paul. Yep, thank you. With the loss, Princeton and Dartmouth were tied for the top spot in the Ivy League with four wins and one loss in conference play. Yesterday, Yale beat the Brown Bears to advance to four and one as well. There's now a three-way tie atop the conference standings. With just two games to play, things could get interesting. If Princeton wins out, beating Yale next weekend at home and Penn the weekend after in Philadelphia, they'll be guaranteed at least a share of a championship with Dartmouth. If they lose to Yale next Saturday, though, the chances look a lot slimmer. Regardless of what the other two teams do over the next two weeks, Princeton's championship fate this season rests solely in its own hands. That's all for Daybreak today. This episode was written by Wilson Kahn and myself, sound engineered by me, and produced under the 145th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Hope Perry. Have a wonderful day.